0: welcome to overnight america with ryan Recker on kmox sponsored by michaels flooring the flooring experts michaelsflooringoutlet.com
2: and welcome back to overnight america thanks again for spending time with us tonight joining us now is president of the institute for free speech david keating thank you for coming on to kmox
3: Hi, you're welcome Happy to be here.
2: I I look at some of the different headlines surrounding this uh, election reform bill, the H.R. one and pretty sensational. Um, You know, like CNN, here's a headline from CNN House passes sweeping election bill that would counter GOP efforts to restrict voter access in the way that some of these sensational headlines are written. Um, they don't take into consideration some of the, I mean, glaring dangers that are written into this election reform bill. And you being part of the Institute for Free Speech, probably look at it as a way of what could be something that could damage free speech. So I wanted to get your overall thoughts on this bill, and maybe you can explain what this bill is all about.
3: Sure. Well, you know, it's remarkable. The uh, The media coverage of this bill makes it only sound like Congress is trying to, you know, regulate how elections are run meaning how the votes would be tabulated, who gets to vote, who's registered to vote, and so on and so forth. But about half of the bill has shocking new restrictions on our ability to speak out about government, not only government, but also the people who would run for government. So, you know, it's a, the, there's much about this bill, it's almost Orwellian in title. Uh, if you start with For the People Act, it's actually not really for the People Act at all. I think it's really for the Politicians Act because it it gives subsidies for people running for Congress up to $7.2 million in uh, public subsidies for people to run for office. But for the rest of us who want to speak out about government, it makes it much more difficult.
2: You know, I had to double check something real quick, and you might be able to help me on this. So the very first uh, resolutions that are proposed under a new Congress are put together by the Speaker of the House, in this case, Nancy Pelosi. So she'd be the architect of this one, wouldn't she?
3: Well, certainly she's one of them. But I mean, the leadership gets to decide who gets the low bill numbers like HR1, HR2, and so on and so forth. Uh, Technically anybody could introduce a bill and they normally assign bill numbers sequentially, but they Mm -hmm. tend to reserve the round numbers or the low numbers for the bills that the leadership might favor. So in this case, obviously, this is a big priority for Speaker Nancy Pelosi.
2: So in this case, what would be the threats to free speech? Well, first of all, the
3: bill is about 800 pages, and roughly half of those pages have restrictions on free speech. So it's It's hard to know where to start, but I think probably one of the worst provisions in the bill is it would regulate speech when people get together and join groups. And when I say advocacy groups, these might be groups like the NRA, which is, you know, supports gun rights or uh, other groups that may want to have controls on handguns or environmental groups or groups for abortion or against abortion or trade associations, on and on and on. We have a group in America for virtually any cause you can think of. So that part of the bill would treat any speech basically at any time of the year as a campaign ad uh, if it merely mentions a member of Congress. And when you have a campaign ad, that triggers all kinds of filings with government, all kinds of public disclosures to the government is basically not only a paperwork nightmare but it would it would require groups to expose to the public a list of their major donors and the reason why that's a problem in today's culture is people take these lists and they use them either the politicians in congress or their allies outside congress and they use this list of uh, people supporting these causes as a way to make an enemies list so we can threaten them, threaten their jobs, threaten their employers, threaten to boycott them or harass them in other ways uh, so as to get them to stop speaking. And I think that's that's probably the worst danger in this bill. And even the ACLU said that part of the bill was detrimental to the health of our economy. And I think they're exactly right on that. Wow.
2: How many pages this you said this bill was 800 some pages?
3: Yes, the bill is about 800 something pages and and roughly half of those pages are
2: huge just
3: page after page of new restrictions on on our ability to speak out about government, about legislation and so on. And I think one of the real problems with this bill is that anyone like if you would just want to start a small group, let's say there's something that happens, You see it's going on in Congress, and you want to get a few of your buddies together. Maybe you want to take out a billboard, or maybe you want to buy some Facebook uh, posts or promotions. Um, You're going to find it's impossible to figure out what you need to do. And so a lot of people say, well, we have to hire a lawyer to figure this out for us. The only problem is the, the lawyers that can actually understand this kind of bill are the kind of lawyers that charge five hundred to a thousand dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. And if you're only talking about maybe putting in a thousand or two thousand dollars collectively with your group of friends, um pretty soon that looks pretty unaffordable. And a lot of people would just say, forget about it. You know, this is too much work. And instead of speaking out, which is what we should encourage. This is what America is all about. We should be have the ability to get together with a group of our friends And say something to, you know, other people who live in our area about what we think government should do. And instead of making it easier, they are they are professionalizing this. So the Washington insiders who can afford the lawyers, they will be able to continue speaking because they can afford to raise the money to pay the high priced lawyers to tell them how to comply with this. And the rest of us who want to start a new group, it's like, forget about it. It's going to be a lot harder.
2: Oh boy, maybe uh, Senator Ron Johnson could force them to read those eight hundred and some pages on the Senate floor, and just like they did. But the thing is, it's what was six hundred and twenty some pages for the COVID relief bill, the one point nine trillion, and how they would spend it. This is more pages. Yeah, but that tells you you something if it takes six hundred pages to spend two trillion, which is like.
3: I can't even relate to the number two trillion, right? Yeah. So if it's 400 pages to, re- to regulate our ability to speak, that tells you
2: something. That's really scary. So what's your thoughts on the path? What do you think is going to happen when they start debating this in the Senate? Because it hasn't hit the Senate yet.
3: Uh, well, first of all, there's no Senate version of the bill yet available. And one of the things that I that I found totally outrageous is they rammed this thing through the House with not a single hearing, not a single hearing on the effects of this bill on our First Amendment rights. Nothing. They didn't hear anything. They just heard uh, some testimony, very limited testimony, on the voting rights provisions in the bill. Obviously, those are important, too, but you know what I think? I, the First Amendment's there for a reason, and it's really important, and they should have heard the problems with it and they didn't. So anyway, what I think will happen is I think more people I think I hope there will be enough time for actually for people to delve into this bill like we have, like the ACLU has, and only a few other organizations. And the the word will spread that this new bill, at least the parts that restrict our ability to speak, is bad news and it need that what they should do is just take out all the provisions that restrict restrict our free speech. I'm wondering, that's what they should should do, but at the very least um, they need to fix it.
2: uh, So it's not as
3: offensive as it is
2: right now. Uh, David Keating's president of the Institute for free speech. And I'm curious if you think, let's say the Senate does decide to vote this through, is this immediately something that you think would be challenged in the courts? And, Probably would even be uh, an issue of the Supreme Court if we're talking about free speech and elections.
3: Yes, uh, we, we would definitely plan to represent some group that would be outraged by the, the provisions in the bill. But, you know, that's yet another thing buried in this bill is that right now, if you want to challenge an unconstitutional law that the federal, uh, that the federal government has, you can go to your federal district court in your state and challenge it. But this bill forces people across the country to go to the Washington, D.C. federal district court to challenge it, which I think is another thing that's offensive. It raises
2: the cost for people that want to go to court and get their free speech rights upheld. Mm. So what's the next steps here? Do you know when they plan on looking at this in the Senate? Is there a timetable? Um, Well, I've heard that they're planning a hearing, uh, which actually... uh, Senator,
3: I think Senator Blunt is still the chairman of this committee, but uh, I think, well, co-chairman now, I guess, under the new leadership in in the Senate. But uh,
2: my understanding is they're planning on a hearing later this month in the Senate Rules Committee. I see. Okay. Well, if people wanted to find out more of the work that you're doing with the Institute for Free Speech, where can they look?
3: Uh, They can look at freespeechforall.org or our initials, Institute for Free Speech.
2: So that's ifs.org. Either one will get you to our website. Great. And uh, president of that organization, David Keating, Institute for Free Speech. Thank you so much for coming on to KMOX tonight. Great. Thanks for having me. Good night. And he joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. You heard Senator Roy Blunt making the news today, saying he will not seek re-election. So uh, who do you think would be most successful in running in that open slot there's one person one name one not so popular name that looks like they want to make a comeback could it be east g i tried to make that rhyme it didn't really work out but uh we'll take that right after the break it's overnight america kmox listening to kmox has never been easier
4: siri play kmox
2: welcome back Senator Roy Blunt making the announcement today, one that I think um, people wondered about, but we're still surprised, of course.
1: After 14 general election victories, three to county office, seven to the United States House of Representatives, and four statewide elections, I won't be a candidate for re-election to the United States Senate next year.
2: Now he just went through the back of his trading card. If he had a TOPS card and they turned it around and looked at the statistics, that's what it would be reading. Oh, thank goodness they don't do politician trading cards. All right, they probably do. Welcome back to the show. And if you wanted to go to KMOX.com, you can actually see this. Uh, and it's right there. Senator Roy Blunt says he will not seek re-election, which opens up the door to a lot of other politicians, some of which you are uh, may or may not be familiar with. But there's one name that does interest me with the initials E.G., Eric Greitens mostly because just in the past couple of weeks, we've heard a few different things. He put out a video that talked about uh, some of his accomplishments and how things have not been as great without him. This is his video and, you know, his words. You can go see that. One of the other things that he points out uh, during an interview with Mark Cox, who's the morning show host on our sister station, 971, he was asked, are you planning on challenging Roy Blunt's seat? And he said uh, he was open to it. I don't have the direct quote in front of me, but He did indicate that it would have been an option on the table. Well, that doesn't seem to be one to challenge Roy Blunt because he will not be a challenger in this next uh, Senate seat, which will be open in next year, 2022. There's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of ad dollars being spent in Missouri for that senator's seat. No question about that. So what do you think about Eric Reitens perhaps running for that? Do you think that he would get the seat? Who do you think would be a, a good person to slot in there if you wanted to see a Republican challenger? Who do you think the front runner may be? There's a lot of names that are being floated. 314 436 7,900, or 800 925 1120 The last time we did a Eric Wrighton's poll, where I just did an informal poll, seen about 50 50. 50% wanted them back in office. The other 50 hate him and hate the idea of it. Let's uh, listen to Senator Roy Blunt in his announcement that he posted online, which you can go find at KMOX.com.
1: My mom and dad used to milk cows in this dairy barn. It's a long way from here to the United States Capitol, but the things I learned here continue to shape how I work for our country and for our state. Uh, One of the main lessons was to always finish the work that could get done that day. You also understood that you had to use the tools and resources you had, not the ones that you wished you had. That practical sense of getting the job done combined with great staff and good legislative partners from both sides has advanced health research on cancer and Alzheimer's and diseases you may only know about if someone in your family has it. It's made mental health more likely to be treated like all other health. It strengthened how we gather intelligence on our adversaries and focused on national defense as the number one priority of the federal government. That focus on getting the job done has also helped me understand what it takes to help create an environment of opportunity. I've worked for things that can produce a better prepared workforce. And where we live, when you combine that with transportation systems at work, utility bills families can pay, and no more government regulations than we have to have,
2: good family-supporting jobs follow. You know, it's a long stretch here. Now, what a political answer. Is there anything more, Missouri politician, than starting your speech talking about milking cows?
1: My mom and dad used to milk cows in this dairy
2: barn. I'm glad he said dairy barn. So, Roy Blunt uh, making the announcement today that he will not be seeking re-election. You can actually see that video online at KMOX.com. Uh, you know, a lot of names come to mind. And one that seems to be making a big push is Eric Greitens, the former Missouri uh, ran and won and disgracefully had to resign based on the circumstances around it. Has been trying to make a comeback tour. Is it possible? Will he make a comeback? And is this going to be it? A lot of questions around that. Let's go to Elvis, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America.
5: Mr. Rucker, how are Hello. you doing? Good. Good, good. Well, uh, I, I want to share something with you real quick.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Now, Lyndon Johnson wasn't president in our lifetime, but Lyndon Johnson would watch three televisions at once. That's what I do too, especially at ten o'clock. I got NBC on one, CBS on the other, and ABC on the other. Mm-hmm. Now, why I'm that's why I'm saying this is on CBS. Just a few minutes ago, they showed four people. That's one to fill the senator's seat.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: Greiton, the attorney general over there in Missouri, uh, uh, Eric uh, Schmidt, yeah. the lieutenant governor, uh, Kehoe, and your secretary of state over there, Mr. Ashcroft. Now, uh, my collection goes back to Jay Ashcroft and Kit Bond, it's senator-wise. I have all four of the ones that are wanting to run for his seat, autograph photos.
2: Okay. <laughs>
5: Sorry, it took me so long to get it out, but but I've all got right. them all, and and I've done this since 1997, so I can go back and say such and such year, such and such autograph. I mean, and I've got my nephew Connor into it too, and he, yeah. he's he's got Eric Greitens uh, as the governor of Missouri. So,
2: <laughs> oh, Greitens rookie card. No, so you have three TVs going at one time at night. I'm sorry. You have three TVs going at one time. How do how do you stay sane? Because that would drive well, me crazy.
5: Uh, I, I watch one, and the other two are turned down. But but like I was watching the ABC out of Springfield, and then I saw that come on CBS about. Uh, the governor of the or the uh, Senate race. So I turned one down, turned the other one up. And I mean, I don't know. I, I, I've i done it ever since I lived by myself in 2000. And, uh, I just, so I got two in the bedroom too going, but nobody's in yeah. there to watch them.
2: <laughs> okay. So do you um care who becomes the nominee here? Do you have any one that you would like <sighs> to see?
5: Well, <sighs> I would actually like to see Greitens try because uh, I, I mean, I, I don't want to take up for the man because he did that with that woman and took the picture and all, but I don't know any of the four that I mentioned would 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 give whoever the Democrats throw at them a pretty good challenge. But I think what I heard earlier from uh, that Rich Fabino fellow fella is that your state leans Republican when it comes to like national elections and and uh, even you know local elections too. So. Right.
2: Okay, so of those uh, four names that were brought up, Eric Reitens, Jay Ashcroft, Mike Kehoe or Eric Schmidt, you would say Eric Reitens. Interesting. Okay, well, uh, thank you, Elvis. Hey, hey,
5: man. Thank you for taking my call tonight. You take care, buddy.
2: You too. The interesting thing that he pointed out is that if you wanted someone that was going to go in there and fight, I mean, like get in a fist to cuff, get out there and, you know, right before a debate would put on the foil you know you know, I'm talking about? Someone that really would get down and dirty? That's an Eric Ritons. <laughs> That's what you would expect for him. Some people are really interested in seeing that matchup because I think that they want a scrapper, someone that would push hard for it. But he's got a lot of baggage. <laughs> he's got some problems he's got to get past. And you know all of those things are going to be thrown right in his face, whatever that may be. I brought this up before. I feel if he, for some reason, is able to take on our circuit attorney Kim Gardner here and just was able to prove and show just how unfairly treated he was, knowing what we know now and just how mismanaged that whole case was and all the problems surrounding it. And let's say that because of it, she's forced uh, to leave office. That would be a huge plus. You know, I think a lot of people would say, okay, look, it's proven. He's vindicated that he was mistreated here. He, he's proved that there's all kinds of mishandlings So we can't, we have to throw that out in the, some of the criticisms that we have. And if you take that away, that would get some people, that would get some people on his side. That might be enough to throw support behind him. We'll take some of your calls after the break. We'll take a look at your weather too. I'd like to hear from you though. 314. 436-7900
3: Cardinals spring training is underway in Jupiter, Florida. And KMOX's Mike Claiborne is covering it all. Here his daily reports, mornings and afternoons, and on Cardinals Open Live, sponsored in part by TRU's Homes. I'm your voice of the St.
2: Louis Cardinals. KMOX. Welcome back. It's Overnight America. And Elvis, right before the break, mentioned our guest that we have on Mondays, Rich Rubino, and I asked him that question. I said, are we... Done with the more moderate politicians? Are they phasing themselves out? The ones that are the old timers, the ones that have been there for a while. And we got a new crop in there that's a little bit more brash. Um, and it was an interesting answer. I, I think we will probably replay that interview next hour. So uh, we'll do that in 11 o'clock hour. Let's take some of your calls here. I'd love to hear from you. 314 436 7900. A couple of the names that have been brought up for a challenge to that Senate seat could be Eric Schmidt, of course. Eric Brightens, Jay Ashcroft, Mike Kehoe—some of the big front runners in a situation like that. The one that's interesting to me is the Eric Brightens because the the comeback—is there something else that's right? It, like if let's say there's a big dust cloud and it's an Eric Brightens dust cloud, what's behind that? What has been? What's hidden in that dust cloud? What's there that we're not seeing? Is it possible that in order for him to save face with the public, he has to go back and prove what a debacle that whole? time was to begin with the the whole problem with that case and all the flaws in the case and if he's able to expose those sort of things and just show how nasty things were when it came to the circuit attorney's office here in the city of st louis with kim gardner wouldn't that be something that could raise his profile taking it on and showing hey we're not putting up with this anymore so that could be something that could push him in there and i think it would be beneficial for st louis let's go to terry who's calling in welcome to overnight america Yes, sir. Uh,
7: uh, I think, uh, as, as the news media again says today in their biased way, this is a blow to the GOP. I actually think it's good that we're getting rid of Blunt, who, you know, he followed the party line, but he never did much. Uh, hopefully we can get somebody in there again, like Holly, that tries to get things done. And uh, this is not a bad thing to get rid of Blunt.
2: I wonder the Sunday morning shows like the Meet the Press, who go to him like every other weekend, who are they going to go to now after he's out of office? Um, okay, so you don't see Roy Blunt as someone that was that strong to begin with. You'd like to see someone more forceful in their convictions in the Senate.
7: Oh, yes. I'd, I'd love Holly. I, he does things, he speaks up, he tries to get things done.
2: Uh,
7: you know, th- that's what somebody should be doing for us is working
2: for us, not just sitting back and earning
7: a salary and
2: voting. Yeah. So more Josh Holly, And that's the thing. A lot of people are going to be watching the issues that we have in Missouri. If uh, we have to keep that Senate seat, that's going to be important because right now, if it's a 50 50 split and you're talking about more Senate seats up next year, it'd be devastating for the Republican party to, to lose Missouri in a time like this. So how important will this one be to make sure you get well, the Well right yeah, I,
7: I don't, I don't think uh Republicans are going to lose
2: Missouri. uh, I hope not. But then again, you have Claire McCaskill who was representing Missouri just not that long ago. I mean, she was just in just a couple of years. Well, she was an anomaly. (laughs) Okay. Well, that's good. Thank you, Terry. Good to hear from you. I love how the remember that ad she put out at the very end because she wanted to separate herself from the more, the I'm not one of those crazy Democrats. You know, she had that one guy that made it sound like he came right off the farm. He's, Just uh, hopped off of his horseback. He's wearing the spurs. He tips his cowboy hat. Claire McCaskill ain't one of those crazy Democrats. And that was the radio ad. (laughs) I wonder if she would come back and say, oh, yeah, I'm not one of those crazy politicians. Would that be something? I wonder if she's considering it now. Let's go to Jeff. Welcome to Overnight America.
6: Well, she can't do that now. She's been on MSNBC too much. Yeah, now she is.
2: She's she's partnered with the crazy. Yes, I get it. Okay, yeah, so what's going on? You? But anyway,
6: <laughs> I think if this. Uh, well, one thing um, I'm you were talking about the COVID earlier, mm-hmm. COVID vaccine. I'm scheduled to get mine tomorrow. Oh, how about that, are you excited? Yeah, it's, and it's five minutes away from me, so I don't have to go downtown or any other place like that.
2: Okay, so did they tell you which one you're getting? Is it the Pfizer? Yeah, Pfizer. Okay, so they let you know ahead of time. You don't really have much yeah. of a choice, though, do you?
6: No, I guess that I, nope, I got the email all Sunday night, and.
2: So you get I'm what you substance. get, you don't throw a fit. That's what they say to the kids. All right, so yeah. you'll have to <laughs> let me know how that goes. Uh, make sure but, to give an update yeah, later this week. My
6: thing about Kite. Uh, uh, I think it's the Governor. Kloom, Klo- I can't pronounce the guy's name. Cuomo's situation with those women. Oh,
2: yeah. Cuomo. Cuomo. Yeah.
6: You know, put them. Even though he didn't. He, it was never. I'll put, I'm trying to say, I'll keep the mind, I'll refresh the mind of Greitens.
2: Oh, so it's reminiscent, you think, of what's going on with that governor and what we've seen. But in this case, you had Eric Greitens and one woman come forward who didn't want to come forward, who was kind of forced to. In that case, how many accusers are there now? Five, I think, are they up to in the Cuomo case? Yeah, and this is over the past year. I mean, this is all very recent and we're, we're hearing some pretty credible cases. Even Democrats are calling for him yeah. to resign at this point. Um, well,
6: I'm not yeah. saying he, he uh, Gretchen was guilty or anything, but the only reason they didn't go forward is because he stepped down, and they and she and the, the and the uh, to the and the circuit yes. attorney dropped it. So we, yeah. So so in a in a way, it's unresolved.
2: Well, look what we know now about that whole case. We have someone that is being looked at for perjury. We have her being investigated for the practices. Uh, what did she know? Did she did she uh, not report something she knew? And if, as an attorney, how bad is that? I don't know if her case is still being looked at, her uh, attorney's licenses or not. I, I'd have to get an update on that. But last check, and this was a while ago, they they were still considering yeah, I'm uh, just her saying ability would, to would, practice.
6: I'm just saying would. Um the very conservative Republicans would want would want put him in there with with possible bombshells hiding. Whether as,
2: assuming, yeah, I wonder what would uh, come from that. Yeah, so is it something that a storm he could weather? I that's why I think that if he were to come back and find a way to vindicate himself that he was targeted unjustly, that would be the way that he would ride into this to actually have a shot at it. Um, I don't know. I, I think that people like a forceful politician today, kind of like a Josh Hawley, who's not afraid to um, stand up for what they believe in and not get too afraid when the mob comes after them. And the difference between, I think, a Senate seat and the governor's seat is that and as a governor, you have to have support of a lot of other politicians inside the state. As a senator, it's not that. I mean, you can just represent your state. You're one of two. You don't have to go to the, you know, Jefferson City to try to appeal to the Republicans and Democrats or anything like that. It's just you are the elected official representing your state. And, you know, just like every other state has two senators. So I think that's a little bit different. He doesn't have to make friends this way. He just (laughs) go out there, scorched earth, be strong. I don't know, get a endorsement from Trump along the way. Who knows? And then see where that goes. Uh, Well, that's just my thoughts on it. All right. Thanks, Jeff. 314-436-7900. Let's see. Mary Lynn texted in, uh, Blunt is a career politician who needs to go, so he is going. Uh, So here's the other part of his announcement earlier today saying that he's not going to seek re-election.
1: In every job Missourians have allowed me to have, I've tried to do my best. In almost 12,000 votes in the Congress, I'm sure I wasn't right every time. Uh, But you really make that decision based on the information you have at the time. After 14 general election victories, three to county office, seven to the United States House of Representatives, and four statewide elections, I won't be a candidate for re-election to the United States Senate next year. I want to thank my family and thank the great team that came together to help me work for you. Most importantly, thanks to Missourians. Whether you voted for me or not, for the opportunity to work for you and a better future for our state and our country. There's still a lot to do, and I look forward to every day this year and next year as I continue to work for you in the Senate. Another lesson I learned here, finish strong, and I intend to. Thanks for giving me the chance to work for you.
2: That is Roy Blunt. Help me with just regional dialect. I know that there's some people that say Missouri, Said a Missouri. He said Missourians. Has anyone ever said Missouri Missourians. Is that a thing? Have you ever heard that? Or is it always Missourians? Missourians. Just wondering. <laughs> you can help me with that too. We'll take some more of your call coming up next, right after the break. It's Overnight America, KMOX.
0: Now back to Overnight America on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring,
2: the flooring experts, Michael's FlooringOutlet.com. Thanks again. It's Overnight America. I really do enjoy all the time that we get together. So we heard some of the, the big names that have been floated around who may be running next year when it comes to that Senate position that Roy Blunt said he will no longer seek reelection for. Uh, Attorney General Schmidt, one of them, uh, Lieutenant Governor Kehoe, Secretary of State Jay Ashcroft, and then, of course, Eric Reitens. He's got a lot of time on his hands and also feels the need to vindicate himself and may also be vindictive. So that could be part of the motivator there. Does any of those names excite you? Do you want to see one or the other in there? I'm just curious. Um, Or you can call about whatever, 314-436-7900. And Donald, welcome to Overnight America. Wow, you got
8: to me really quickly there. You almost caught me off guard.
2: I know we try. So what's going on?
8: <laughs> well, I've talked to you in the past, and um, you know it's usually been political. But um, I, uh, I'm actually going to throw a little bit of a curveball here, if you don't mind. Uh, I'm the Uber driver that's talked to you before. I think I've shared just little insights about um, how my father looked at the political oh. world. Sure. Yeah, remember, I remember now. Do you remember talking to me? Mm-hmm. It yeah. Is. Um I'm actually Uber driving tonight and I'm about to pick up a young man that I actually picked up earlier tonight, which is a rarity. I rarely ever have the same rider twice. But um anyway, I was I was gonna talk to you about just in general the political scene, not just in Saint Louis, but um you know, nationally, what are your feelings? What, what's your biggest takeaway as to what's happened since uh, President Biden's been elected?
2: What's my takeaway uh, of what's happened in what respects? Anything You've particular?
8: How many different, you know, executive orders? Just
2: Oh, yeah. Like, well, well the, you're, I, you're I, the floodgates have uh, opened, so I think, Part of those floodgates come rushing in the opportunists of the far left. So when they see that Joe Biden um, is in a state of mind where he's not putting up much of a fight on anything and the opportunities for them to just handle it the way they want to handle it there, it's a pretty stark contrast. I mean, we can even look at the coronavirus spending bill. So leading into. The first coronavirus spending bill, the one that was put together very quickly and pushed through because it was a true emergency. Then they talk about the second one, the one that led all the way up until December. The way the uh, and I think this is one of the biggest contrasts. the way that the Trump administration was, you have to negotiate this and work this out. The two parties need to do this. You had the Republicans and the Democrats trying to come to a deal or whatever it may be. And eventually it took them all the way till December. It took forever. Different iterations uh, of this bill. Now, Joe Biden gets into office. And what happens? You have the Democrats who steamrolled their trillion through Republicans are very upset and rightfully so for a lot of the junk that's in there. And they're also very upset because there was no negotiations. It was just, this is what we're going to do. And I think that's one of the biggest differences. Uh, The Trump administration is you guys got to work this out. And the Biden administration is we're just going to force it the way we want it. And I think that's what people need to realize is that when you give one Power in this case, the Democrats, the ability to do that, they will take advantage of it, they will be ruthless with it, and they won't use it to a way that you 're going to agree with at least on the other side, there was an effort for negotiation, so that's one of my first big takeaways, and that 's the thing yeah. that I think is pretty concerned. Are you
8: able to hear me still?
2: I can hear you now, yeah
8: um, I just picked up a young man that I told you about. I picked him up earlier, and he 's in my car now. he doesn't know that he's on the radio. Oh, but his name Doesn't. is Micah. And as long as is- he's
2: not talking. Yeah, as long as he's not coming on. Well, you, you just informed him okay. now. So that's his, that's his uh, in that he just needs to know. Okay. okay. So
8: Micah Ma- uh, told me earlier that he's a very talented um, songwriter. And I'm going to hand the phone and we'll talk to you together if that's okay.
2: I don't this think that's necessary. Is, uh, I mean, we don't have to do we don't have to do okay. the tandem here. No, okay. I mean, this we know uh, that's okay.
8: Yeah, this is uh, Camo X Radio. Uh, yeah, my... no, you don't
2: have to put them on. That's okay. No, probably best we don't uh, surprise someone with a radio phone call because I know that only ends in trouble (laughs) here. Talk to a live radio station. Some person I don't know. Yeah, no, that always ends up poorly for the radio station. Normally with large fines. So we'll have to, we'll, we'll cut it there, but thank you very much, Donald for calling in. I like the idea though, the idea of it's fun and fascinating, but the losing my job because your guest says something that they shouldn't is not the thing that, uh, that's not how I want to go out. (laughs) <laughs> That's how these things always end. All right. 314 436 7900 or 800 925 1120. Very interesting the way that these nights lay out. A couple of things I wanted to get to other than Roy Blunt. I don't know if you saw this one story over in the Ozarks. So there's a Lake Area woman who alleged a plot to kill her ex-mother-in-law with a hitman from St. Louis. In this case, she wanted to pay $1,500 to eliminate the woman she saw as the reason of that threat. This is lakeexpo.com in uh, Camden County, Missouri. One of the things is she's a realtor, apparently a pretty well-known realtor in the area. I think she has political connections. The article makes that pretty clear. Uh, real estate agent in the Lake of the Ozarks facing a Class C felony charge of conspiracy to commit murder. If convicted, she's looking at three to 10 years in prison. This is such a crazy story, and it's hard to explain it. But number one, does $1,500 get the job done? Is that the going rate for a hitman? I I thought if she is the top well-known real estate agent in an area that she'd be able to scrape together a little bit more in the the plot, right? So all of this was pretty well orchestrated. It was recorded. There's witnesses that have come forward to say, no, she definitely wanted this service done and it's not looking good for her. So according to a uh, document, investigators knocked on her door on Thursday the 4th, so last Thursday, they had clear evidence that she plotted to kill her ex-mother-in-law because apparently she thought there was some influence there that did have the kids go away. And as the investigators were sitting and talking to her, she said. You know what? No, no, I got to go. I got to go get some Botox. So she leaves, and the investigators let her leave, which I don't understand. Um, can you just do that in the middle of an investigation? I guess she wasn't being detained. And she would just say, oh, I guess if I'm not detained, I'll see you later. I'll be back. And she, you know, came back, and she talked to the investigators again. She said, oh, I got nothing to hide here. Take my phone. So the investigator said, sure. And she said, oh, no, um, I changed my mind. And they said, no, I think we're going to keep this as evidence. There's witnesses that have come forward, recordings, things like that, according to this one, uh, LakeExpo.com, right up on it. It's pretty, pretty long. And apparently they say that I think Bond is being held because she's afraid she's got so many connections that uh, they didn't want to mess that up. So she's got uh, multiple state finances. Her statement after her arrest is she would uh, be getting out very shortly and her connection to local political figures. The troopers filed a probable cause document being held without bond right now. And her family members and the ex-mother-in-law told the trooper she is being kept in a safe place where she is safe And her whereabouts are unknown because of uh, the try here. But if you want to go see that article, it's one of the top bizarre, bizarre stories uh, right there on that Lake Expo website. All right. So I wanted to um, play a Kevin Killeen whole nother story. I might have to save this for the next hour because I ran out of time. Here's one other thing I was going to get to. But we'll definitely do Kevin clean after the break. Um, but before we do that, how about we go to Daryl, who's holding on? Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, you you with me, Ryan? I hear you. Go ahead, Daryl.
4: Awesome, thank you. Uh, first off, I want to set you at ease. Uh, I am not an Uber driver, and I'm <laughs> not going to hand someone else the phone so they can sing a song. Okay, okay thank you. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I'm going to be a, a, a lot less open ended, more pointed and specific to ask for your reaction to something mm-hmm. political. Um, when it comes time and the, and, and this is not a mistake, this is said on purpose, and the Harris administration decides to tell Texas what to do with its border and tell Texas what to do with its guns, I'd like to, your gut instinct on how likely, how possible is it in the next few years that we are looking at a Texas. Oh, and, um, and, then, and, then, and then followed by mass secessions by other states in support. I will hmm. hang up and listen. Thanks, Ren.
2: Okay, thanks, Daryl. I don't think that would happen. Uh, just for the logistics of it, I feel like a state like that would be more inclined to fight back, kind of like a Ted Cruz would. I will say with the Harris administration, I don't know if you saw this earlier, but uh, President Biden was given a press conference. He forgot the name of the Pentagon in the name of his secretary of defense, which he put in there. So he's given a speech. He couldn't think of the Pentagon and he couldn't think of his secretary of defense. It was very embarrassing. But if anything, it goes to show you there are some very serious issues going on when it comes to his Mental well being. And I think all it just added to the top of the pile of documented problems. So uh, I don't think you're out of line for saying that's a possibility. All right, we'll come back. It's Overnight America Camo X.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.